0: Hello, welcome back to the Casually Molly podcast. I am your host, Molly Ambergie Just wanted to recognize that we are in partnership with the bourbon and blondes podcast. Bourbon and blondes is a lifestyle brand for those who enjoy bourbon and whiskey, honest conversations and empowering women to tell their truth. Bourbon and Blondes was created one night after a few too many whiskeys when they decided they were amazing and should start a podcast. That little idea has turned into their podcast today, so here they are. Make sure that you casually subscribe to their podcast on iTunes and Spotify, and you can follow them on Facebook and Instagram.
1: Have you ever wanted to get your shit together? Scrub it, look through the lens and capture it. But first world problems are getting you down Disabled, softy, needed a lap to fix that frown. <laughs> well you can do all those things and so much more Just grab a seat in the chair or the floor Sit back, relax, we find While she drops another casual line You're tuned to Casually Casually Molly with molly Ambergy.
0: all right welcome back to the casually molly podcast i am your host molly Ambergie. just remember that you can casually stream and subscribe to the podcast on itunes your apple podcast app spotify google play podbean and we are newly on stitcher unfortunately precious Jay, we love you you were not able to make it in today but we uh we found a really good substitute, casually impromptu. We are gonna do Chris Squared this morning. And our first Chris is going to be Chris Gardner. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Molly. Remember when I roped you into this? Yeah. Now we're kind of on a weird morning date with a big table and it's great. Yeah, the table wouldn't work for a date. <laughs> it's all right. It's a
2: little too wide. Yeah. It'd be good for a fondue date.
0: Yeah. Because Ooh. you can get all
2: the all the plates out there.
0: Oh my gosh. Where can you have a fondue date?
2: Um, there's the place in the loop and it's escaping me. The name of it is Escaping Me, but it's like a three hour like ordeal <gasps> whenever you do that. The melting pot. The melting yes. pot. I've been there like three times.
0: Yeah, I haven't been to the so what's funny, I actually went to somebody's sweet sixteen party. That was in Cincinnati, Ohio. So there's a, even in Ohio, we've got one too in Ohio. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? They had a sweet 16 at the melting pot? They certainly, okay. So let's back it up for a second. So uh, I grew up, for those of you who don't know, in Cincinnati, Ohio, Chris Gardner, I think I think you knew that. I knew that. Yeah, Yeah, I know. We talked about it. Chris Gardner always does our audio, and uh, he's very talented. We're going to get into his whole spiel about things, too, even though he says he's not interesting. He's definitely interesting. Mm. (laughs) He's like, eh, it's fine. So uh, now we've got him behind the mic today. We're going to ask him a bunch of questions, but we'll also go back to my childhood. (laughs) Uh, I knew this girl in high school, and she was really nice, uh, and she was like, yeah, I have a sweet 16 party coming up and I was like okay cool I'd love to come well we show I everybody got picked up from their houses Mm -hmm. in a limo so this limo just showed up at like my little suburbs home in Ohio and like my neighbors are just like you know out with their kids and everything and they see this limo so everybody's like is somebody getting married what's And it's like no it's somebody's sweet 16 so there's pictures of me I used to have blonde hair at the time. It's on Facebook, so oh. anybody that finds... yeah, I used to have blonde highlights because I was a cool kid in high school, and uh, it was like I had like the little old navy jean skirt and everything, and we all went in, but we we couldn't I still drink buy
2: old navy jeans. Oh, a, a hundred I'm exclusive to them.
0: Oh, right. It's the it's the best store. Sean O'Brien last night at the show. The local comedian has a whole bit about Old Navy. And he's like, Yep, that's my store. And I'm like, I I got I don't mad at them
2: home. once. Sorry to interrupt. Because no. I believe there was a war on loose fit jeans, which is what I prefer to wear. And I still believe there is an ongoing war on loose there fit jeans. There definitely
0: is. Because everybody, myself included, wears like tight jeans or yeah. like the high waisted tight jeans is the new thing that everybody's into. So <laughs> I was
2: obviously miffed one day uh, talking to someone in there. Because there were like five different types of skinny jeans. And I'm like, what are the loose fit ones that I normally, like, oh, I'm so
0: the happy ones? you don't wear skinny jeans, by the way. And no, I mean that it, in a nice a work way for me. Oh, it like shouldn't really my, work for like me. either. my
2: thighs debris, <laughs> And like, I asked them and they're like, well, we're kind of phasing that out. And I'm like, you're what? Like this, it was the one constant in my life that I knew I could go to old Navy, just get my size and walk out right. for like seven years. And then and now there, there's a war on loose fit jeans. And I, Don't like it. And I fear change, obviously.
0: Gardner is going to start, like, I feel like you're going to be the best person to fight this war. So if I see a wall (laughs) of, like, boyfriend loose jeans or, like, you know what Uh I mean? They have, like, tobacco fit jeans or something and it's like loose or you know what I mean though like they always have like those hip names for them I should be like that's all to Chris Gardner so you're welcome to everybody who is fighting this hopefully that'll
2: be my legacy
0: (laughs) that'll be the legacy like forget anything about working for different like radio shows and live shows like Gardner's got a goal and it is putting loose fit jeans in stores just give people the option just give people well it's true we all like options yeah but
2: I interrupted your sweet 16 story.
0: Oh, you know what? I forgot that's what we were talking about. Well, long story short, I got picked up in a limo and ended up at the melting pot. Uh And we were definitely the youngest people by far in this. Like, everybody else is, like, with their families or, like, with their husbands or their wives. And then there's, like, these, like, screaming 15 and 16-year-olds. I'm sure that person waiting on us just loved it. (laughs) But, you know, they did get a big tip.
2: I always get scared there. Really? Because I'm afraid. (laughs) cuz you want to cook your meat properly once you get to that entree? Yes. And I always get scared that I'm going to undercook it and get sick. Ooh. So like then I'm like, "Well, do I I don't want to put it in too long though." Yeah. So then I have like my phone out with a timer. <laughs> and I'm timing this down to the second and I might go 10 seconds on either side plus or minus just to kind of test it out cuz I think that's probably safe enough at that point. Right. But I am I, yeah, I have a whole process for that. Especially Gardner, when you get to the meats.
0: That sounds like too much work for me. I like was sixteen when I went to, so I don't really. I just remember like dipping things in there, but I don't remember yeah. like the. I just need to go to a restaurant where I'm like, boom, boom. I do like.
2: I love cheese. Uh, who when, doesn't? <laughs> you, when you're starting with like the cheese and stuff like that, that's a nice start. Yes. I I adore that part of it. That is true. now as the you go, it can delicious. be a little more challenging. Like I said, the meats. Um, and then you have to pick out really what kind of chocolate you want to pair with different types of pretzels, little cakes or whatever for your, your, your dessert. Oh, of course. Uh, there's a process to that. I'm a process guy. It's true. What it comes down to, I think it's OCD, really.
0: Oh, that's all right. Rule of threes. Shout out to Pat Ryan. So (laughs) I I was, I always am like, that's Pat Ryan's rule, and everybody's like, I think it's just an OCD rule, but, and I'm Mm -hmm. like, no, no, like it's Pat's. (laughs) 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 But uh, speaking of like processes, let's talk about you know. Chris does a lot in this city, and he's always like, Oh, I'm not that impressive. But you really are. You're doing like a live show that you do with We Are Live Radio mm-hmm. uh, with Denman and Travis Terrell. And you're always like, I feel like you always have your hand in something. Like anytime I talk to you, you're like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. How did we get to? the Chris Gardner that we are all blessed to be in the presence of today. What was your process between, because you obviously have a background in audio and radio. How how does one just like fall into Now that
2: started, and it kind of did, I kind of did fall into it a little bit. Yeah. Um, It started at college at Lindenwood. Oh, okay. I just started doing some communications classes there. And then like a friend I went to high school with was involved on the radio side. So you should come do some stuff at the radio station. And the next thing you know, that's what I'm doing. And actually, I was not a great student. And my focus had become just learning the stuff at the radio station. Yeah. And, like, I never finished at Lindenwood because I was so focused on just, hey, let me learn this audio thing. I can do that. I, I, I don't need to go to class. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and or, uh, stuff like that. And then, like, while I was there, A friend of mine was working at Camel X Radio Mm -hmm. here in St. Louis, legendary Camel X. He was leaving there to go somewhere else and recommended me for a job. So like midway through college, I got hired on at Camel X. I I never even did an internship. Yeah. And so I was just like, well, this is going to be my life.
0: Well, because like you probably had such a... That's what I always kind of find interesting is that you do hear stories like that where... Excuse me, I just almost burped in the microphone. Have. It would have been great, <laughs> just great. What I should have, right? Oh, you guys, I should have just done. We that. could have
2: bleeped it out, and made it really sound. Oh yeah, but audio trick. Oh um,
0: look, at you. it's true. Chris gardner does have all the audio tricks. He was like, "Oh, we'll just put this sound effect in in this," which is appreciated because I do need that in my life. But uh, <laughs> I, I need all the audio tricks. But. Uh, It's interesting to see how, you know, there is, we talk about this a lot in a lot of the episodes here on Casually Molly, where Mm -hmm. it's, uh, you always start out kind of with that traditional route because everybody does it. yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, and that goes for me too. Like, I never was like, oh, I'm going to do stand-up comedy and run a podcast. Like, no one ever is just like... I mean, maybe there are some people like the one percent, but for me, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go to college, and I, uh, I'm in theater major, and I'm in communications journalism. So maybe I'll be like a newscaster. Who knows, or something." And you know, you get into theater and you do all these things. um, But you know, I even though I finished at SLU, I don't do as much on the journalism side, I guess, as much as I used to, Mm -hmm. because I really enjoy like creative writing and processing and things and. You know, it's just kind of a thing where you fall into something where you're like, oh, this is just
2: my life. And I gravitated <laughs> towards broadcasting because mm-hmm. I don't think I'm a very good writer.
0: Oh, interesting.
2: Um, like I, I mentioned, you know, oh, it's my OCD or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I have I have stuff like that going like I'm, I'm constantly anxious. Yeah. I, I'm i trying. This Thanks. is a weird thing to say. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to learn to relax.
0: Uh, so- me so how me I, too. like wait i
2: have to work at relaxing like I that know. sounds like a ridiculous thing to say um but that's just kind of how i am and it gets in the way of my writing yeah i've realized where i'll go back and start picking things apart and it allows no flow to continue mm-hmm. i just become focused in on this and it could be something as stupid as oh man there are too many apostrophes in this paragraph. <laughs> yes and someone I and if I told someone that they'd look at me like I'm like I can't I just I gotta fix it yeah like like so like that stuff was a uh, impediment to me in terms of writing and I think still is if if I get going and just let it go it's fine right but if I but then if I'm like getting into formatting and things like that uh if it's like writing for the show or hey I want to put together this script for a little bit we're gonna do or something like that Um, if I can, I can, I have to work to keep that voice from getting involved. But what broadcasting allowed me to do was to not worry about that. Mm -hmm. It was prepare, but then once it's spoken, it's gone. Right. There's no going back or you can go back and listen to your tapes and figure out, Hey, I'd like to do this better and this better, but it's already been done. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of why I moved that direction. I think because I I wanted something more creative, but just how my mind works, it is hard for me to write. Mm -hmm. And like, I need like, I would need like supervision (laughs) to like, just push, just tell me like, no, let it go. I'm like, but, but this apostrophe, or it was just the word thus in this sentence too many times. Or it's like, and then it, then the next thing you know, you're down a rabbit hole of what else can I find wrong? It's not what can I, oh, this sounds good. And if I just did this, it'd be all right. It's it's a it's weird in my head at times, and that's how I kind of dealt with it. Was like, let me try the broadcasting stuff more.
0: I like that. Sorry, were you saying something else? No, oh, no it's you're just like no. How it
2: works? <laughs> just
0: outward. Well, yeah. I. It's interesting that you bring that up because the last couple of episodes we've had, I've talked about how I have an issue relaxing as well. Like people, when I first started doing comedy, be like, you don't even take a breath. And I was like, oh, that's exactly how I am in real life. Like, Uh I just can't breathe anytime. Like, I'm always so anxious and so nervous. And I I don't want to fail. And everybody's like, like, I I mean, it's always your perception too. Like, from the outside looking in, I'm like, oh, Cardner's like, got it together. I would have no idea that you were like, that strong of a process guy like because uh-huh. like you haven't i for people who aren't but, you know it, looking at them and it's weird too to say like when
2: you're doing something creative and yeah you hear people oh it's about the process of that but when you're doing creative you automatically think oh this is outside the box this is you know sure. it's what, mm-hmm. but there is some like some rules that you might fall into yes. or formulas but then even that see this is where like my therapist tells me i'll never be content <laughs> is that like i'm like okay okay that's fine then you can there's these rules you can follow that i'm like but can't you do it a different way too and so then the next thing you know you're down another path
0: i can't relate more to this like i i that's why kind of for comedy like for comedians who are listening to this probably understand where you're coming from because when you go on stage you usually we take mostly what you should be doing that uh you know comedians especially new ones that are listening you should be recording every set mm-hmm. and whether you're filming it or whether you have the audio version of it i mostly just listen to the audio because you you kind of start out filming yourself because you're like social media everybody's got this on their instagram page and then once you get into it you're like fuck whatever it's fine yeah. <laughs> but like, like i don't really <laughs> give a shit anymore but um you bring it on and that's what i kind of love about comedy is like you can totally bomb an open mic or you can maybe the show that you hosted for you headline for whatever position you may be in wasn't your strongest. And you, you listen to the recording back and even though it's not like the apostrophe thing, it's like you hear yourself. You're like, Oh, like, how come I said the Walmart so many times? Like you know, like and it wasn't like just because it was the Walmart in town, or yeah. you know, we have a tendency. It, but it might have been. Maybe it, it was. You know, but that's the thing. It's I, it, that's why it's so. And like, thank God we have this great technology that we have now that we can have the ability to do that. Because yeah. I'm sure that people who like earlier comedians who didn't have an iPhone were just like all right, let me get out this old school boxy camera or like the uh, MP3 recorders or well, things I'll like you, that. when I yeah. first
2: started in radio, because um, I've transitioned from radio now to the podcasting stuff. More. Yes. You know, it's still a show, mm-hmm. but it, the medium's a little different. Yeah. Oh, and even course. video podcasting now, like we do on We Are Live. Yeah. That was something like th- the past year that I had to learn on the fly. Like I didn't know video editing necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, I had done a lot of audio editing cause, and I recently went through the last 10 years of my life, uh, trying to document where I've worked and when I've worked there. Yes. It was something to deal with. Oh yeah. Uh, cause the industry of radio itself, especially in talk radio and this kind of stuff I was doing is constantly in flux in this town. Uh huh. Um, and so you end up back and forth at different places. There's no job security. And it can be a grind. Yes. I realized I've been doing that for 19 years now. And it like threw me off like, how the fuck have I done this for 19 years? You just fall into it. It yeah. that becomes your normal. Exactly. I'm just exactly. Like, like, I just turned 40. and I'm like, I've been, I've been doing this for almost half my life now. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a shock to you when you... Because like normally, like how I think is like, okay, I'm done with this, on to the next thing. Right. I don't really... I reflect on different things in life. I don't necessarily reflect on work, I guess. Yeah. Like I get excited about certain little projects and can go back and look. Oh, I did. But I, to look at the totality, I've never really had that done before. Because like I went from Camel X, I worked there for six, five or six years, and then did worked at a broadcast wire service. Basically, I'm doing sports updates for local sports stations. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I would do it for one. Basically, but then there was another one that their competitor was, and I would have to fill in on that one from time to time. So that's when I had to come up with a fake name because I would be doing sports updates on the same station or different <laughs> stations on the same day, and that's how Cash Evans was born. Oh my God! So that's my, uh, you know, alter ego. So that's your.
0: I literally have to say, is that your alter Cash ego? Evans. Yes, yeah. I love it. Like
2: we, it was so, and some people know that, and it was an inside joke even with others within the <laughs> industry. We started creating a backstory for him. Like he worked for the BBC in Belfast doing soccer, play Shut by out. play, and stuff like that. But I did sports radio for so long, like at 101 ESPN, KFNS here in St. Louis, um, uh, CBS Sports 920. And I've worked with, gosh, I worked with writers. Like uh, there's a show I worked on called The Writer's Block, which was three St. Louis post dispatch sports writers Benjamin oh, Hockman, cool. Ben Fredrickson, and Derek Gould or well-known in the area for I was about to say, I covers. know the name Derek Gould for yeah. sure. Yeah, 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 and they, uh, it, it was an idea. It was it was from the ground up that the show was built, and it only lasted a year because of certain elements that got involved, but we, when something like that happens, I like to still have fun with it too, so we started calling it a cult classic. Cause it nice. Mess. So now it's still, we still get people mentioning things about it to me, like on social media. Yeah. Like, hey, remember when you guys had this conversation? Because it was a weird blend of sports and stupid ass stories that we would just tell or like from for youth like ben frederickson had this he would tell these stories how he thought his parents were werewolves for two years <laughs> or how the song uh you know waterfalls don't go chasing jason waterf-, waterfalls. he thought it was jason waterfalls he thought it was an actual person <laughs> so like those stories just you know would blend in with what sports but i worked with like i mean i just worked with so many different people and i had to realize that recently like I had to go through the list of people that I've worked with, like sports people here in town, like Tom Ackerman, who's the sports director at came yes. with Dan McLaughlin. These are all um, names that
0: I just see on my, because I follow all of these yeah. things. So it's like you see all of these on your feed or like so-and-so. So it's funny that you just mentioned Tom, because I just saw his name.
2: Randy Carriker. Uh-huh. Um, Bob Ramsey. DeMarco Farr used to play for the Rams. Now is out in Los Angeles. Um, the, the writers of Martin Kilcoin and Charlie Marlowe at channel two. And I've had the, and you've had, when I was at camel X, one of the guys here Bill Reeker, called me the grim reaper for a little bit because <laughs> we had some terrible things happen death wise oh while I was working.
0: And you're like, did I bring this to? Yeah. Like I, w- <laughs> I was
2: working the night Jack Buck passed away. Legendary Cardinals announcer. Yeah. Um, it was a Tuesday night. Um, and I was working the Saturday afternoon after that when the Cardinals were playing the Cubs and Daryl Kyle was found dead in his hotel room in Chicago. And I still remember getting the call on that one. We were running the Cardinals pregame show and uh, Tom Ackerman called up and said, hey, this is the deal. And I'm like, "Like, we had just got through a week of tears and everything at the station because Jack Buck meant so much to that station at yeah. KVX as well that... That was a weird thing to deal with. And I looked at the newsman across from me, Bob Hamilton, who has a very distinct delivery. He's like, oh, Chris, how are you and it was always, <laughs> Bob Hamilton, Campbell X News. He used to be my voicemail, actually. Shut uh, up. That's so awesome. And so I just told him what was going on. I still remember to this day silence from him and, and him just clicking his pen twice on the table. Yeah. It's like, let's put Tom on. And, like, and then you're like, we, we had a, but I, I wanted to mention this because like, Uh, I was working there when, uh, Nan Wyatt was a morning show host there and she was tragically murdered by her husband. And I was working the night that happened and had to stick around. Yeah. But then it went on to where like, I had the, you know, you know, distinct privilege of working with two other post-dispatch writers on the, on the radio side as well. Brian Burwell and Joe Strauss, who were sports columnists. And like Brian and I did a radio show together and he, he passed away. Uh, Joe passed away um then they were close friends and they passed away within a year of each other so it, it take it went, when i went back and reflected on the past 10 years even then it started making me realize like just every like it's a weird thing to do to like when you're a person that kind of tries to just move forward when you sit back and look at the big picture of things that have happened and i'm like yes like good and bad mm-hmm. a lot of fun times but You've also been through some shit as well mm-hmm. with people that you worked with. And it it, it kind of takes your breath away for a minute, actually, too, is how I would describe it. I was about
0: to say, you know, it, I'm, I'm listening to this and, you know, I not it's just not that those deaths were you know not sad but it's funny that you got called yeah you're just like wow that was that was an interesting time in my life like it's like almost sounds like a very bad
2: game of clue like yes. it's like
0: it was so and so in the hotel room from right. you know it's like uh, you know like,
2: it's like couldn't i have been off work for one of these two <laughs> when i look back i'm like because then it's just people are looking at me like yeah you want to go work somewhere else, man? <laughs> like, he's like,
0: you know what? I've been grinding for 19 years here, so like, I think that I can... Bill, uh, I'm getting paid by the hour. I need to
2: pay the rent here, okay? <laughs>
0: like, this is not my fault. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, it's so funny because Chris Gardner beforehand was like, oh, I, I'm not that interesting of a person, but, you know, you really are. I, I think what people don't realize, because, you know, they'll look at something like we are live, and it's like, it's so... It's so easy, and I say this in a sense of not what you guys do, but in general, it's so easy now to like go on social media, make a page, do this. And mm-hmm. Gardner, you've been there where it probably there wasn't like a Facebook or an Instagram that you. No, I could started just...
2: at Camo X with reel to reel.
0: Oh my god! Audio. Yeah,
2: I didn't even know how to do that. Yeah, because at Lindenwood they had a digital audio system at the time. Camel mm-hmm. X had reel to reel. Yeah, I would use reel to reel and carts when I first started there.
0: Yeah, I so
2: and here we are now.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> here we are now, and like we're in this like beautiful studio. We've got the videos. We have got this. That's what I wanted to kind of ask you. Like, what has been, I guess, for people because I there are people that listen to this who are like, oh, I want to do like a podcast or do radio or do. What's kind of like some kind of advice that you can give them being somebody who, you know, this is some kind of a career with its ups and downs, Mm -hmm. even though you love it and it's great. It's just like with comedy, it's like a... Ray williams he always says it's like the best job but also the hardest job in the world yeah and i kind of feel like in your profession it's the same thing where it's the best job in the sense where you meet really cool people yeah and you make these networking connections you have these life experiences but it's just like what you said sometimes you look at the bigger picture and you're like i want to move forward but like look at all this shit that i've accomplished and also been through um you know what is maybe if you do have any advice what would you tell somebody who maybe was a a young gardener starting out. No, radio why. There was or podcasting, a British accent. does it matter? Uh, does it doesn't, you know what? Either one. What do you think?
2: I think if you're looking to do your own show in particular. Okay. I'll focus it in there. Um, I wouldn't be beholden to whatever idea you have it as immediately necessarily. Yeah. Because things will happen. This is what I've always known. Because like uh, I've built, there's one thing I have done is. Been at the ground floor of a number of shows as they're built, not. Uh, I was friends used to joke with me that I was like a mercenary. They're like, "Hey, we got a new show. We <laughs> need someone to build a show. Let's bring Gardner in." Like the Fastlane on One Hundred and One ESPN, which is the most popular um, uh, afternoon drive talk show I think in the in the market right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was their first producer. Um, Look at you. And then there was the Rider's Block, which is a cult classic. Uh, And Martin and Charlie show. And it was always the shows that were, I was never necessarily going in to a show that had already started. It was always, hey, you get, that was the one thing that was nice because you get, you feel like you have ownership of it. So you feel more invested, which is obviously going to help with, you know, what you want to do and how you create it. The one thing I know though, because a lot of times too, in a talk radio format, they're like, hey, we got to have these segments and this and that. And I get that, but sometimes segments just happen. And ideas for repetitive segments just happen. And I don't know that that happens in podcasts as much as if they're having segments. But if if you want to, say, all right, you know, something might happen on a show that says, oh, this would be fun if we did this once a week or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like, and then we just, and, and that even happens on on the podcasting shows some too, let the ones that are like with Travis and Chris and then when we do it daily yes you're gonna need more content oh yeah so you're looking for ways to you know navigate that and how do we tr- kind of trigger that and it's like hey let's put a segment in each day yes now if you're doing it weekly you might you might not have the time to do something like that because you need to just focus in on the subject at hand right so it kind of just I would just keep an open mind, Like, if you feel like you're not necessarily doing it how you want to do it, there might be a reason why. Mm-hmm. Like maybe what is going to work for you is not what you had anticipated as your overall idea going in. And allow that to happen, allow, and because then it might it leads you di- different ways. Now that could be a little discomforting because it's not what you had anticipated. Um, but don't fear being uncomfortable if you start going another route that it, you know, wasn't supposed to be to begin with, is yeah. what I would say. I agree with that because then you're gonna find something and it's gonna work. Exactly. It, it, trust me, it will. It just they just they just happen, and then when that and, it, and it's more satisfying that way too. I think.
0: I agree. Well, I uh, what it's so interesting you bring that up because we talk about all the time about like it's okay to be uncomfortable as mm-hmm. well because uh, if everybody's like oh it's a casual podcast and i'm like totally but having it be casual you also touch I a lot of people say them. that
2: all the time and i hate being uncomfortable yeah <laughs> i know my bubbles
0: yeah and see i i, I do too that's another I thing i have it. to
2: work on that my bubbles uh, yeah. <laughs> like I, the, the neighborhood i live in i try to stay in that neighborhood like that and i, I know what i know what else is going on outside of there but i just don't want to deal with it right um so i understand that right um I don't have to be uncomfortable all the time, right? Well, when they <laughs> say that, They're like, oh, yeah, man, it's okay to be uncomfortable. I'm like, well, I like some comfort, some. I
0: know. <laughs> right? Though, well, that's the thing. You can totally have that. I, I do think though that you know sometimes I feel like if I get at least for me because like I, I feel like if I get too comfortable, then I start sitting in a plateau and I get a little lazy. Oh, I've done that. You yeah. know, you're like. Everything's fine. What? What's the problem?
2: No, that's when I start questioning everything. Then
0: you, st- but that—that's it. I'm
2: constantly in an existential crisis. <laughs> how I've told my therapist.
0: I <laughs> think we all are. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs>
2: constantly, and I go, I don't know how to manage some things, and he's just like, Yeah, I think he said before, I don't know that you'll ever be content with anything because, like, the thing is, like, uh, my friends really understand this. Like, maybe I have a good two week stretch just yeah. in life general. And then my thought is, oh, I've had a good two-week stretch in life general. And then my next thought is...
0: What's going to happen? What's around this corner? Yep. (laughs) Then I start
2: preparing for the next bad thing. Instead of just sitting there enjoying this good stretch, I begin... I'm always preparing for the worst.
0: But isn't that human nature, though?
2: It might be. But it's a tough way to live sometimes. I know. No, I I feel
0: the same way because, like, I... It's like you know sometimes people are like man like you're really reading into this and i i, I don't mean to but i i get how you feel you're like everything's going well mm-hmm. everything's this and i it's like you get like that kind of at least for me i get like a wrench in my stomach yeah. and i'm like
2: hmm why is it going
0: why wrong? is it going well shit's about to hit the fan what's and,
2: what could go wrong
0: and it's just right you're like you always set, you don't even mean to but you're almost setting yourself up for like for a crisis yeah. to happen. And if no so. one thinks
2: like that, then I get jealous of those people. Oh, yeah. Some people live then in the, pure ignorance. Then the next thing class. you know, I'm mad at them for no apparent reason. <laughs> like, Why well, aren't you fucking happy?
0: Right. Like, fuck you for being so happy. Yeah. Some of us are miserable. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, let me be comfortable being miserable. Okay. Because I'd be uncomfortable being happy. Happy, I'll right. i uncomfortable. I
0: don't want to be happy. Man, we just did like a whole, like, a whole, like, read on our, our not at our bodies, or what is it? Like, our... I don't our even minds? Know. Uh, yeah, our minds. Somebody said they're like your chakras or something. Oh, they, You know,
2: I i don't know enough about I those. don't
0: either, but somebody's like, you're like reading through your chakras. There's like
2: seven levels or something yeah. like that, or different chakras. Exactly. Um, I've seen a tapestry <laughs> that denotes each one or something before. It was in... a local grocery store the golden Grocery or whatever in my neighborhood <laughs> and it's it smells like chakras is, how is it, right it, it just smells it's like one of those it, grocery stores one of, <laughs>
0: like one of those places yeah. do they have good food
2: uh i've never really had the food there okay um
0: first time for everything
2: they have uh they have incense okay um they have that they it look like they had decent food and <laughs> they're still they've been going for a while so they are obviously are selling to somebody
0: so speaking speaking of selling to somebody mm-hmm. um when you're doing what is there like any difference i guess between radio and podcasting that maybe doesn't meet the eye of like because some people are like sold on radio and some people you know these people too who are like Oh, I only listen to podcasts, like I can't listen to the radio. And yeah. some people are like, oh, I hate podcasts, but I listen to the radio. And yeah. I, I listen to everything. So where, where's it, your kind of stand on that?
2: It depends. On, I'm more likely these days to listen to a podcast than the radio, unless I see something on social media that points out, like it's an appointment interview or something like that. Yeah. Um, or, but you can still go, every radio station now is archiving their sound. Mm-hmm. to where their pod their podcaster basically, hey, here's the show on the website. Yeah. So it's all archived anyway. So yeah. it's like but sometimes it depending on if it's, you know, an urgent news story or news breaking, it's topical and you want to hear what someone has to say, get immediate reaction uh with a relevant guest, then yeah, I'll I'll go to radio some. Mm-hmm. But I mean, people say radio's dying, it's changing. Yeah. Um I always think there's going to be usefulness for a medium or at least, and I don't know, maybe it transitions away from the radio side itself, but right now it's on terrestrial radio, but like places like KMOX, KTRS that are news local news stations, especially in St. Louis, people still like that. And they would be uncomfortable if that were not around. (laughs) Right. Um, And so I think there's a usefulness for that. Now music is different than talk side. I agree. So Mm -hmm. you're, I think you have to really separate those when discussing. However, whatever direction radio is going, you have to say music radio or talk radio. However, that's going. Now with podcasting, like because a lot with and in, in like on We Are Live, it's different than some of the other podcasts because uh, you'll hear there's a lot of genres in podcasting that focus in on. Maybe it's one story for a podcast or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? Like, especially if you think of the true crime thing and how that goes. Oh, absolutely. Like, you're focusing in on that. Like, a radio talk show isn't going to be like that. It's a variety of topics. You might have one story, but uh, that's very rare, though, because it's – here's one thing, too, Okay. is because podcasts – like have that ability to be free flowing and do that or whatever. You just, just like you this just, one, you yeah. You decide where the breaks are and everything exactly. like that. Exactly. Radio is programmed, mm-hmm. and there are programmers, and there are reasons why they do it, or they trust certain analytics. I'm not sure that they're accurate, but you know they have cert- they uh, they see how how people listen to radio is different maybe than how they listen to a podcast. Yes. So, top of the hour, we're going to reinforce our top story. Uh, it, and if you have like a three-hour show, it might be the same top story at the top of the hour, um, but you might attack at a different angle each time. So mm-hmm. that's the challenge is, okay, how do we keep this story fresh? How do we keep it moving forward? It's the same story, right? but they do it at the top of the hour because they, they're looking at when people are in their cars, when they're listening and stuff yep. like So there's all these analytics that go into it to where they place where their news or segments might be as well. So it's designed differently. Ah. So the design is complete. It could be completely different, um, where a podcast allows a lot more creative freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, now you can have creative freedom on a show, but you're still going to, you're, you I mean, they have a clock yeah. in radio. You follow this strict break break structure because of how people listen. We saw you're being told how people are listening, and that's going to determine how you make your money. Right. There's all this other there's this trickle down effect. It's like sales and you know, programming, getting together to figure all that out. You know, How are we going to make money off this? When are people listening? What are they <laughs> going to like to listen to? Uh, how do we tell us that same story over and over, but do it a different way at times? And so there could, and I'll say this for myself personally, that's yeah. what got me into the monotony of sports radio and I don't want to go back.
0: Really? Okay. Is that
2: I got tired of the same shit all the time. I started covering it differently, mm-hmm. and that actually helped me out even more in my career. Where I started doing more on-air stuff, yeah, which I had not anticipated. I always went. I like being behind the scenes and sniping. Yeah, if I, if I, I can see that. If I'm going to interject <laughs> with a comment or something, I like to sit back, let it develop, and then make a comment and be on my way. Exactly. Um, that's how I'm most comfortable. <laughs> but then I started. I'm like. And I joke with people I'm like, "Oh, I don't even really like sports anymore, and there's a there's some truth to that, like I don't like like I don't feel the need to be around it or anything like because i and I think i it just wore on me, the yeah grind wore on me like I was going down to the ballpark tar- talking to people like Colby Rasmus, who used to play for the Cardinals right who was playing for the Astros at the time. I did a three minute interview with him about his hair. We both had long hair, <laughs> and like he was he had a weird stay here in St. Louis. Oh, he did. And yeah, there's some backstories there. His dad, will, his dad's name will come up if you talk to people and stuff oh, like wow. that about it. So he had a weird stay here in St. Louis. Um, and so like I wasn't sure that he would want to talk to anyone. So I went over to their PR person and said, I'd like to talk to, to Colby if I could do an interview and I could see him like start already, eh. and I'm like, hold on, I don't want to talk. I don't have a single baseball question for him. And he just kind of looked at me like, weird. what? Yeah. And I'm like, I, yeah, I, I, he has long hair. I have long hair. I want to talk about hair care. And he's like, well, let me go ask him. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. So we started talking. Uh, we started talking about man buns, <laughs> uh, what he called a man's ponytail, which yeah. is a low pony. And he gave me a great line of long hair, don't care. Yeah. Little twang. We talked about his ranch and the cows he has. And it was nothing baseball. But that's the interview I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I started realizing, like, with stuff like that, that's what I liked covering more about sports at that time, and even if I had to now, it would be that. It wouldn't be, all right. What's the Cardinals lineup going to be? I don't know. Let's see what happens. I I'm more off to the side now into what's going on around sports, yeah, as opposed to the game itself. I don't know how that happened, but it did. Yeah. And so that's kind of what I'm, I'm just. I would go with that. Like I talked to, did an interview once with a guy named Ron Washington, used to manage the Texas Rangers. Um. Been around the game for a long time. Um, he, w- There was an actor who played him in the movie Moneyball. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a line in there like, uh, they were asking, how hard is it to play first base? He's like, it's incredibly hard, but it's really not. Uh, <laughs> but I know he's a great fungo hitter. So it's like the long skinny bat you might see. Yes. they hit grounders for and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and fungo was fascinating to me. I call it a fungo fetish. And so it's like, but you know, this uh, I'm like, no, I want to talk about fungo. So i did an interview with him about fungo bats and how to hit fungo how you hit a pop-up to the catcher and then i know he's a smoker as well so i asked him like hey i'm newport what are you he's like, winston oh my god so it was like that what a great story yeah so the interviews like or like i started like did an interview with a chinese acrobat named red panda who performs at halftime of college basketball and nba games and we had developed a relationship. Now we text each other.
0: But see, isn't that what I like about the stories that you're telling me and kind of what we it's interesting you bring that side of your career up because we kind of try to do this here with this podcast is um, Yale Hollander, our mutual friend. Mm-hmm. Yale has just been brought up on like every episode. <laughs> like, literally, <laughs> we should just do speaking of segments. We should just do a segment about Yale. Like what? I don't even know. I have to think of something. But uh why I bring this up too is that uh, Yale was talking about, oh, what I like about Casually Molly is that you meet these people that you meet, like you or whoever we have on for like maybe 10 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. You see their set for four minutes or we see Gardner like doing things behind the scenes. And what I was kind of excited that Gardner let me interview him was I was like, this is going to be great because there, I'm there's everybody always has a story. And I feel like that's what you're kind of doing and you mm-hmm. can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that's what you're doing with your on-air work or what you did with that because... It's changed
2: a lot since I started. Well,
0: yeah, well, because, like, every... Like, how many channels do you... And this is, like, coming from a journalism major. Do you go through and you see everybody's talking about sports stats? Or sports sports stats? Maybe they are talking mm. about sports stats. Who knows? But uh, statistics and, you know, baseball and things... like, Or not, not baseball, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. all, all the numerical things that go into a game which are that, all important and i
2: still keep i pay attention to some of, of that course. but i don't mm-hmm. as, like it's not but what you're I adding humanity anymore. to it it's not and mm-hmm. i and i don't even gravitate towards it at all anymore yeah like like i do it to evaluate certain things if i want to know something uh-huh. I'm like, i know i can use this as a tool mm-hmm. but i don't feel the need to talk about it necessarily and i just have people that come up to me in my local water and i like, hey what do you think about this and this with the with the cardinals and that and i'm like I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But because and part of it, and you know what might be part of it. Now that I think, well, and I th- I've thought of this before, is I get fr- I get frustrated with that being part of my identity. Mm-hmm. Hey, I got a sports question. Let's go ask Chris. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, I don't know. And like, I think I got, I wanted more than just that. It wasn't <laughs> as fulfilling anymore. Yeah. And I got tired of talking about who the third string tight end was for the Rams. Exactly, or designing segments to talk about that. I'm like, I can't do this with my life.
0: <laughs> right, but you're getting to like, but that I, I totally get what you're coming from. But you're getting to like know people and uh, what yeah. audiences love. I, I
2: just wanted it. I felt like it was too forced. But and exactly, and I wanted it to be. more We get creative. so
0: tired of seeing everything, and that's the one thing. It's like you know that somebody's like a good interviewer or things when it's not forced. Like mm-hmm. you're adding because I'm sure, even though it was like a three-minute segment about hair, I'm sure it was funny. Like I'm it sure, yeah. Like you're no, like, I have long hair. You and like you know, you get to see another side we of these players. We like about not
2: conditioning it every day. Yeah, like, that's exactly. Not a good
0: idea. And like. You're like, oh these people, like they're human. they mm-hmm. have feelings like, but at the same time you're they're you're still honoring for them for their craft, but also who they are. And I feel like sometimes we put that hold on people who are like in the athletic world where like, oh, you know, so and so, like you forget that they're a person, you yeah. know like so I I don't know, I think that's really savvy of you to kind of make yourself stand out that way so that's what i aspire to do personally is like you know get to know people for who they are on this podcast and you know who knows what's going to casually happen but
1: <laughs> <you>
0: know, <laughs> i know I, I have to start doing i got learned that from teal pierce because every time he introduces me on stage he's like she's casually here and uh-huh. casually i'm like i need to start doing that so thanks teal uh, are your branding you know my brand branding uh-huh. i know i've got to get that marketing in uh, but yeah i I think that's awesome personally and it it clearly has worked for you because you know now you have this like long standing career where people trust you they want to bring you on uh personally when I'm at work when I when I can I stream we are live mm-hmm. and I see you in the little box. <laughs> oh, yeah, little box. In the little box.
2: Marquise Moore thought I was in Brooklyn or oh, something the, Oh I my
0: god, that I'm was so there's a there's a local comedian here named Marquise Moore and uh, shout out to Marquise because I know he listens and uh it was so cute. He comes in here, he's like, Yeah, this is the studio and he turns to Chris Gardner and goes, What are you doing here? What are you doing here? I <laughs> thought you were in New York or something. <laughs> And he's like, no, I'm 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 here. I'm just in the box.
2: Yeah. <laughs> this is my box area.
0: That's a that's always the interesting thing about live streaming podcasts. Because I'll watch podcasts and they'll do the same thing where, you know, you can do like four faces in yeah. one, you know, and you're like, are you in the same? Because I mean, Marquise isn't wrong. It's amazing with technology today where you can even make music and. The person you're recording with isn't even in the same room as you. you just do the chorus and they do their rap section and yeah. then editing's like one minute we'll just put everybody to you don't need to travel the way you probably used to they do, to, they do
2: uh, yeah animation that way now. yeah. I know uh, like the show Archer, that they might not even do their voiceovers in the same studios really They're, yeah, I did an interview once with um oh gosh. Blanking on his name. He was on SNL. Chris, uh, he's a voice of Cyril on Archer.
0: Oh, see. Um, I,
2: he was yeah. Dr. Spachemin on here. 30 Rock. Or as Tracy uh, Jordan, Tracy Morgan's character, would call him Dr. Spaceman.
0: I know. While you're talking, I'm actually looking this Chris, up. Chris,
2: begin with a P, the last name.
0: Hold on. Sorry, I watch. So here's the thing. I have not watched like a bunch of Archer in a long, long time. and everybody's He's like, got a
2: great voice um he's, you said he's the voice of archer he's the voice of cyril
0: cyril i was yeah. just like what chris parnell
2: chris parnell yeah the m-
0: magic of google <laughs> <Yes>.
2: <laughs> he's delightful but he was telling me about how they do archer and he's like yeah we're not even in the like, I'll, someone might be in atlanta another might be in los angeles oh i didn't Realize
0: that <laughs> you're just like, Well, that isn't that crazy? I don't know. I and I go back and forth on this, you know, maybe there's a certain thing, and you know, I don't work in the industry in LA, but maybe there's a certain thing, money wise, or you know, it's helpful to have, even though everybody's you know, not in the same place, to have everybody's you know, voices mm-hmm. just in and you edit it. I kind of miss the community aspect, of yeah, it, that's though. what you
2: wonder about, yeah. I I guess it it depends on how much you're getting paid. Oh, right. I
0: was about to say, you know, (laughs) it also just depends. And I, again, I haven't been paid like that either. So what do I know? (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I I do, that's kind of why I like doing this podcast. And, you know, there is a... I told you I was at the Funny Bone last night, which uh, shout out. To, we're, doing a, we're just doing all the shout outs today. But uh, there's a local comedian named Stefan Hightower. He's in New York now, but he came back to host. And Rachel Feinstein, who's very funny, she was the headliner. And then Sean O'Brien, the other local comedian he was featuring. Uh, so if you uh, – I'm actually going to release this today after you send it to me because I'm leaving for California tomorrow. So mm-hmm. like, if, uh, if you can go tonight, they've got shows. Uh, they've got an earlier show and a later show. So check them out at the STL Funny Bone. Um, but there was, there was a reason I was bringing this up though. Oh, that's what I liked was that I went in and I was like, Stefan, I felt like, you know, we were all in a community. There was like me, we had my boyfriend, Jimmy, Andy Hamilton, other community was there, Marie. And it was just like, it's a nice feeling to have everybody in one place like that. Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel about this podcast is like bringing people in like, you know, like. Chris, when would we have ever sat together yeah. one-on-one on our not fondue, impromptu but recording it, date? But it's a good <laughs> table for it. But it's a good table. It is It is a good table. You know, we. it's, it's sturdy, it's strong, it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at the... Uh, but, you know, at the same time, I don't know, everybody's artistic endeavor is yeah. different. Well I
2: never... I don't know if I could ever work from home. Yeah. I would get... Ugh.
0: see and that's the thing like and like my boyfriend works from home and he like loves it like yeah I when I go to the because I work at a hotel by day and he's like man babe like I don't know how you deal with all those like crazy people that like come to the desk and I'm like me neither and like sometimes I I do get frustrated but I had a human connection during the day and I know that sounds very philosophical I like but it, when like, I'm done
2: with work and I need to do a little more work I don't go home to do my work normally I go to the local bar yeah just because I I can put my earbuds we are like in and do the my same work, person. but I can have like <laughs> yes. people around a little bit and like they're I could have a conversation if I want to. Yeah. Um, but at home I would feel like I would just be scratching anxious well that's the problem um, you like,
0: start you walking around and like doing yeah. like you're supposed to be focusing on your one I thing right prison and, well right yeah. oh god no so um rule of thumb please don't put gartner or i in prison uh-huh. because we just it just won't end well yeah. just have us For do community anyone. service yeah <laughs> like have us be active yeah. we'll help people <sighs> but i i did the when i was in college i couldn't go like all my girlfriends were like we're gonna go to the library and i was like no (laughs) because I couldn't I couldn't like sit in a cubicle or sit at a table and like I'm sure anybody listening to this isn't surprised especially who somebody who knows me I couldn't like just and just be quiet like I had to I would be quiet but I would have to go there was a coffee shop named Cafe Ventana that used to be in the
2: R.I.P. I know
0: I was you have no I used idea to go there all the time. Oh, same. And I would study there and I they had the
2: annex on the side. They too. had the.
0: But see, and that's the thing. If I felt like I needed to be around people to like keep my sanity, I would still put my earbuds in and I would have them talk and I'm quiet. Yeah. But if I needed that quiet space, but I still wanted like that coffee vibe feel I would go in the annex and still have that quiet time for whatever yeah, studying nice. I needed
2: to do. It depended on if I was editing audio or not, or which side I would go in.
0: Oh my God. See, and then when I first started doing Casually Molly, that's where I would edit my audio. Oh, really? Yes. So I, oh, yeah. Oh, see, and I used to, because I, you know, I didn't know too much except for like the audio one I told you I took in college, but it was like, uh, you know, I, I downloaded audacity and like, you're listening to these, but that's how it was like, I don't know. You just feel like you go to these places and you get attached to like these coffee shops or these bars or these oh, restaurants. I, yeah, I do it all the time. You do. Cause you get to know the people that work there and they're on the journey with you. I like, Oh, I gotta get this podcast on streaming services. Like just to get it on iTunes is a problem. All right. SoundCloud isn't working. Like, so now I got to get Podbean for my service. Like, mm-hmm. and you're doing it all by yourself. So you're like ah, but but those people and that coffee becomes your support system. It's crazy. Just like, <laughs> having people
2: around can help at times. Yes. Even if sometimes even if you don't know them. Yeah. Right. I just need something going on around me mm-hmm. so that it's not just me in this piece of audio. Right.
0: <laughs> it's not just me in the audio and I yeah. I don't know where I'm going from here. Yeah. Well, Chris, this has been great because yeah, I know it's eleven. You. Yeah, I was like Denman, who wherever he went. <laughs> then, uh, I think I just saw. Him. Oh well, if he ever if he wants to come talk to us, but it's like eleven right now, and I don't want to waste anybody's time. But we do love him um Gardner, what is a what what you know we usually talk about what shows we have coming up what what do you have going on in your life these days that you want us to know about
2: before Ooh, we head out well i just got a cast iron skillet yes um i'm excited about that and i've cooked one steak in it so far so we'll continue uh to see how it gets seasoned yes that's what you have to do with this thing i've been told mm-hmm. um the small things really appeal to me so like uh that is nice um I'm hoping it warms up a little. I, th- I think it's warming up for Sunday. Yes. Uh, I live that e scooter life. I have my own personal e scooter. Yes. And I'm you hoping do. to have it out tomorrow. Yeah. Or on Sunday. So I, uh, I would like to do that. Um, that's a weekend for me. Yeah, yeah. A nice meal. I had a nice meal last night, went and saw some comedy. Yes. Um You
0: went to the gaslight. I went to gaslight. That Yale Hollander <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> produced <laughs> and put <went> together. <laughs> there, it there it is. There you go. But
2: mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh it's a simple thing. Seth and I like teaching people about the river to pair here in Saint Louis. Really? Yeah. I know people think it's just a sewer. <laughs> but it's so much a civil more. engineering marvel that we in Saint Louis at one point buried a river underground. Yeah. That goes under Forest Park.
0: Yes. Look and at that! Yeah. See, I didn't even know too much about it. All I knew, I thought it was just.
2: There's an entrance. Thought there was a sewer to get into the tunnel at Forest Park as well.
0: I feel like a Jordan Peele's gonna come up with a movie for this. There's now. a lid. You pull <laughs> yes. off.
2: You go down a 10 foot ladder. You get to two grates. You pull the grates up. You go down two stories of stairs, and you're into the river to pair underneath nice. Forest Park. Good to I've know. never been down there, but I know where the entrance is.
0: I'm happy you haven't been. And down I hope there, to though.
2: make a documentary on it at some point.
0: Oh, my God. We'll Mm -hmm. see. So, everybody, we're going to start a Kickstarter, uh, GoFundMe, for the documentary for the River to That and for my
2: River to Pair Scooter Club. Yeah. (laughs) Which is going to be like a motorcycle gang, but with scooters.
0: Yes. Oh, my God. I love
2: that. So, those are other projects I'm working on.
0: So, those are the projects that Chris is working on. Um, For me, I'm going, I told Chris, I'm going to California next week. So, there will not be another episode of Casually Molly for next week. Uh, But if you are out in the Los Angeles area, I'm going to plug my show really quickly. Uh, Please come see uh, my friend Andy O'Brien. He is hosting a show. He does it every month. And it's a Friends Are Funny comedy show on Saturday, February 8th at 10 p.m. at the Fourth Wall Comedy Cafe at 5220 Hollywood Boulevard. So I will be there with a bunch of other comedians. And my boyfriend and local comedian Jimmy Day also has a spot. So very exciting. So uh, if you just feel like buying a plane ticket, Gardner, you can... uh, Come out and see us on February eighth. <laughs> well, I it might be uncomfortable. I might be uncomfortable. Yeah, I like trains. I like trains. Okay, Can track it up. I'm ready.
2: Mm. I'll do a plane this time. I'll, I'll do, do a plane yeah. this
0: time. And then what we do is we always say, uh, "What are you going to casually do now?"
2: Now that we're done recording, I'm going to edit your podcast.
0: That's that's a good feeling. we're
2: going to edit another podcast. Okay. And then. I'm going to go to my local watering hole, drink coffee, smoke cigarettes, and listen to music. Nice. That's how I relax right now.
0: I like it. I like it. I'm working on it. Okay, people? (laughs) I'm working on it. Meanwhile, I'm like dying because I casually have to go pack, get organized, go to work, and then get on a plane tomorrow.
2: That's the one thing my OCD does for me very well, Mm -hmm. is I know where everything is in my apartment, like down to a pencil. (laughs) So if- Like, I've always constantly, once a week, I think about waiting for the big earthquake that's supposed to hit our area at some point and what I would do. Like, what park would I go live in if I had to and stuff like that? This is what I'm talking about, worst case thinking. Uh, So I have it all mapped out in my head. But if I had to, I think within 20 minutes, I could pack and go anywhere. Because I know where everything is. So I know that I could just throw it in there. But then my OCD would kick in and I'd have to fold it properly (laughs) as well. So maybe make it 30 minutes.
0: Meanwhile, I'm like, oh, fuck me. I got to, like, get a carry-on, and then Jimmy and I are just going to share a suitcase that we're going to check on the plane. Oh, my gosh. This has been great. Got Chris Denman in the background. Chris Gardner is just like Chris Squared. He is so interesting. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, that sounds fun. <laughs> Just like what we're going to do when we escape a zombie apocalypse. It's fine. As Chris sits down. Yeah, I, f-
1: I figured this would be a really great fit. I didn't know he's got these uh, awesome intricacies uh, that he gets really nervous about stuff.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So I didn't know if he would even want to be a guest. Well, I, you know, that's, he that was wasn't a little playing, nervous in the beginning. That wasn't <laughs> six days ago. So, uh, I'm <laughs> follow really the sure. process. But yeah. for
0: me you did it of course everybody <laughs> loves you molly yeah Aww. that's
1: uh i i got here a while ago and i was like not interrupting that it was
0: so, re- this was so fun i was like oh because i didn't even look at my phone so i was like maybe he messaged me but we were having such a good conversation not even gonna, not
1: even gonna message you no i'm <laughs> I serious like, i could hear it through the door i'm like no that's good no. I was like, that's good pod
0: yeah it was actually well because you know precious J couldn't make it but I was like Gardner, do you want to be a guest? And he goes, I don't really have anything to talk about. Oh, bullshit! <laughs> sure enough, we have like we've been sitting here for an hour, and Gardner's like, here's all the people I worked with, and like here's all the things that I did, and oh, I'm incredible. like, I'm like, I'm just gonna be over here with my yeah, thermos that was five dollars, and talking uh, about the
2: river to pair like we uh, just did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he was like we'll was see get that in that's the other thing I was like because well, what are you gonna casually do and he's like make a documentary about the river de bear mm-hmm. and also have a uh, scooter gang
1: <laughs> see, these are this is perfect for uh, a quick podcast yeah now imagine hearing about that every day for the last two years <laughs> every.
2: New one, Pot for Potholes, legalized recreational marijuana in the city of St. Louis. Tax money goes towards fixing the streets. Oh my God. Pot for Potholes. It's actually quite great. Hashtag take the high road.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag take the high road. Be
2: like, listen. Basically, we just throw ideas out there and see if anything works.
0: Oh my God. Well, if anybody's listening, we have this is what we did. We got a a Kickstarter for the documentary. Mm -hmm. We've got your group. Mm -hmm. Um, I need a personal assistant with packing for California. (laughs) Also, uh you are actually going to get it on a plane to come to my show in la so that's good yeah, you're and make
1: me uncomfortable
0: it's going to make you uncomfortable but we're going to do it
1: how excited are you about that i'm so pumped it's oh, yeah. so funny because i so my first experience i saw this and i don't know maybe the show you're doing is a huge show or whatever yeah i guess i'm guessing it's not a huge show but it's going to be a fun show yes and it's that much different i saw that for the first time i went to south by southwest with my friend's band i'm like just helping out what I'm like yeah. 21. I'm like, yeah, I'll tag along, to go to South by Southwest. Yeah. And they're like, you know, up and coming. And they are like a big deal. Like they're playing South by Southwest. This is such a big deal. And they did like a 30 minute set in a record shop like five blocks from the main <laughs> thing. And they were like, this is an official South by Southwest thing. But they got to say that they did that. I don't know if that's what you have going on in LA, but I don't care if it's like a little bar show like you do here five nights a week. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, and it's fun. It's fun yes. to do something different, and you might run into somebody. You might make some new friends. Well,
0: that's too. what. Well, so my friend is the one who's producing it, and that's why I was telling Gardner he does this like every month, and it just happened to be the week that we're going to be there. So, oh, just happened. To be, huh? <laughs> just it was casually happening uh-huh. when I showed up, and Andy. Casually, yeah. ca- oh right, yeah, I told You Look you, at the deal tears. ahead of time. No, he. I get this Facebook I've message, done that and Andy's yeah. like, "I'll be around." I'll yeah. be around. <laughs> (laughs) i said well jimmy's coming with me can he have a set too and andy's like oh yeah we'll just put you guys on but it's kind of what he does which is cool is that i guess this fourth wall comedy place has like different um like places around town so Mm -hmm. they're doing like bars coffee shops and then yeah it, it it is but what what's cool about it is that andy speaking of people who uh he went to being uncomfortable to now being comfortable to asking people at the comedy store being like hey you're like a regular comedian there. Do you want to be on my lineup? So he tries to do like local comedians, out of town people, and then people who are kind of like up and coming into yeah. the industry, which I have to get because he's younger than I am, but like age is nothing because he's just like boom, boom, bye, done.
1: <laughs> it's amazing the opportunities that people are looking for no matter the level, too, especially yeah. in Los Angeles. Like you hear that from all these people and. It's it's crazy how many people in credits don't mean anything in LA. So yeah. if there are opportunities, people will jump on them. You'll see... Somebody who just did a Netflix special, doing a show for twelve people, just because they need to get the work and oh, absolutely, the club that they usually work at's full or something. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, I agree. I that it's uh well, because you met Stephen Briggs, yeah. who I hosted
1: for. Great guy. He,
0: oh, I adore him. He's fantastic. And then Steph Bright, who was the feature over at Backdoor. We were all saying it was like not not because I was on the lineup. We were like, what a fantastic show. And what was interesting was that these people in O'Fallon. I had said, oh, he's in L.A. and uh, he was so humble because I was like, you know, what do you, what do you want for your credits? And some people are like, oh, I need this and I need this and all of this. And Steven's just like, oh, just, just say I was on Netflix and perfect. That's about it. And so, <laughs> which was perfect because that's all O'Fallon needed was they were like Netflix. Heard of that? Oh, I know exactly what that is. And oh, he yeah. was right. Yeah. My parents <laughs> live
2: out there, and they would react the same way.
0: Netflix. Netflix what only the most famous streaming I service we don't have
1: that we need to get that oh. I just as a overall arching commentary I'd like for you to just cut the end of this off because I feel like I sullied such a good one-on-one conversation oh
0: mm-hmm. my gosh no yeah. not at all No, nope.
1: nope. right. nope. nope. Gardner and nope. I,
0: I did you see I that was two against one we were like oh no this oh. is uh, this, this is gonna stay I'm the so.
2: one doing the editing here <laughs>
1: yeah how's that feel your talent and production on this one that's really good you are on air talent we're just gonna (laughs) make quick edits on the bookends
2: there and not listen to
1: anything
0: and anything else perfect well Well, well,
1: whoever's supposed to podcast 11 is uh obviously dragon tail oh they're dragon tail we'll ask
0: you one last question denman because we talked about what we're going to casually do what are you going to casually do after this
1: tonight yeah. Oh, I have to work, I'm going to work all day and then I have to host a thing called Bacchanalian Ball at Soulard <laughs> Market Park and it's going to be me in a suit and Travis and we're supposed to, they were like, you should, uh, you should just like, we've hosted a bunch of Mardi Gras events, right? And yes. it's usually crowd control, yell a few things, say something, say, be funny-ish. It's kind of like a podcast or something. It's not like comics cool. We get up there and try and do material, it ain't working. These people are drunk and they just you mm. yell a couple things. You got a little bit of time. But that makes you move sense. move it on to the next thing. Yeah. yeah. For sure. But uh, they were like, yeah, so we want you to, it's like Hollywood Nights themed. We want you to do the red carpet and, and roast people. I'm like, I don't. I don't think you want, like, do you, you want us to, like, write stuff? Like, that'll be mean. And I was like, <laughs> I don't think people that are, like, coming in for a nice time want to hear that their lipstick, you know, looks like shit yeah. or something. Right. So <laughs> I clarified with that. So we're going to be smart-alecky, hang out on the red carpet, and then we have to proceed and MC through the evening, and it'll be fun. It's, it's a good way to make some extra money, but at the same time, it's still, like, a lot of work, even though there's this crazy kind of fun experience. But I just that's love what I'm your
0: life. You're like, this is just what I'm doing. Yeah.
2: And Travis right. couldn't remember that it was called the Bacchanalian Ball the other day and made the mistake of calling it the Batman Ball. Mm. Uh, and we think it was simply because he couldn't remember the word Bacchanalian and then was going through the Rolodex of Word he does know in his head and Batman sounded closest, yep. closest to it. Yep. So <laughs> now we would like him to dress up as Batman for the event tonight.
1: Well, and he's such an anxiety-ridden uh, person. He doesn't... For being a crazy person who says anything that's probably not even on his you see mind, he's off the air, he's, walking around talking to himself. It's insane. Makes, what? It, it makes me anxious it too. Makes it, but then <laughs> I he told you And you don't need that already. Bro. He but does then, not need I'm like, that. Why would you sit <laughs> us down? But then he's also like super self-conscious. So I was like, we should actually find you a Batman suit that's extremely funny. You show up to a red carpet event, and it's called Hollywood Nights, and people are glammed out, and you're like, oh, thought it was like dress up like your favorite movie oh, character yeah. Th- i would that's, love that that's hilarious like yes. that's really funny that's a Copies. bit Copies. it is it's actually <laughs> very funny and he was like i'll find a suit jacket i'm like okay <laughs> all right well then Excuse i get me. to be the goofball Then yeah. <laughs> i get to stop learn more words yeah <laughs> perfect yeah so that's what i'm doing and, and that'll be uh after i do a bunch of other work stuff today
0: so great. Well, this was fun, guys. Thank yeah. you so much. Uh, just remember to casually subscribe to the uh Casually Molly podcast. One last thing before we go. We are doing a giveaway on Facebook with our partners. Yeah, with Love Handcrafted Body Care. We're doing it for Valentine's Day. Yeah. So make sure look at, yeah. Look at, look at my partner,
1: gatherer, oh, I <laughs> my love partner that. gatherer. That's right. Oh, I'm
0: excited. Yes. Thank you, Stephen Hunt and Kendra Hunt, for wanting to do that with us. Uh, so if you casually like the facebook page Uh, we'll be posting about the updates for this giveaway and it applies to all listeners so don't feel like you uh, can't try to win something really fun you can get some bath bombs or beard bomb Uh, we're gonna we're gonna make it work but thank you gentlemen and we'll just we will not be here next week but we'll figure it out after that
1: thanks molly keep doing great work
0: Thanks.